Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another great episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. And I'm going to tell you, I'm an excited guy. You know, we've made it made it with this show through the first quarter. We did 13 shows in the first quarter, and uh, the, uh, the listener numbers were very, very good. We had listeners from all over the world and, and, and of course, all over the United States. And uh, the network seems to love the show. And you out... Uh, out in listening land and radio land, you seem to love the show too, and I greatly appreciate that. But I, I, uh, <clears throat> I will ask you to do this: tell your friends. Uh, we, we obviously want more folks listening, and uh, you know that that'll just help us bring more and more and more great information to all of you. And boy, we've got a remarkable show tonight because I've got as as my guest this evening a really really good friend, Bill McGuire, and Bill is. Um, for those of you who shoot sporting clays and PTAS, uh, you know this guy. He's one of the best. But I, you know, we're going to get to build here in just a little bit. And you know, I, I as I think about it, I, uh, you know, Bill travels like crazy. I mean, this guy is all over the place. You know, and and people that travel a lot, uh, you know, I, I am, I worried to death when I go. I worry about losing my guns. I worry about somebody stealing my guns. I worry about somebody breaking in my truck. And it happens. You know, it happens all the time. And I will I will tell you that the first segment tonight is brought to you by my good buddies up at the Crushable Vault. And if you haven't heard of this product, you really need to to do a little a little bit of research and and go to crushablevault.com and take a look at what these guys have to offer. You know, it's uh uh, it doesn't take long to 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 install it. Doesn't take long to get your guns back out. But boy, I'll tell you, once you once you secure those guns in the back of your pickup truck, in the back of an SUV or something like that, they're not going anywhere. And uh, you know the beauty of this product is it looks it looks like luggage. It doesn't even look like a gun, and uh, and that to me really makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've thrown blankets and all sorts of things over my guns. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. So give these guys a look, crushablevault.com. Uh, if you like what you see there and you want to make a purchase, and I encourage you to do so, uh, they've got a little promo code box that you can type something in. Type the word Marty. Type my name, Marty. At checkout, and you'll get a 10% discount off on your order. So, where are we? What's going on? Well, it's turkey season, and, and you know, I know wing and clay nation, but, you know, turkeys have wings, and I love to turkey hunt, and, and I know a lot of you do, too. Uh, that's that's one thing. I mean, those of us who, who duck hunt or quail hunt or pheasant hunt um, or shoot sporting clays or trap or skeet or fitash, it is amazing how many folks I talk to that also go turkey hunting, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on that uh, <clears throat> this show. But boy, I had a great morning. You know, I got out this morning, and the good Lord blessed me with um, with a great bird. Uh, you can, uh, well, I'll get some some photos posted on 
on the show website, wingandclayradio.com. Uh, and we'll have a little have a little story about that. I've actually got a video. I actually was able to take a video with my cell phone this morning. I mean, this this gobbler got so mesmerized by the Jake decoy that I had out in front of me, out in the edge of this plowed field, and uh, and he just came in and attacked that decoy. I mean, it was uh, it was quite a sight. And and I've done this long enough to know when a when a, a bird is totally committed to something. And and so I just picked up my cell phone. And uh, I shot about two and a half minutes of video of this turkey. And uh, it was a great bird. Uh, you know, had an inch and eight spurs. Beard was a little over 10 inches, weighed over 20 pounds. That's a great bird for here in Georgia. But uh, for those of you who are out turkey hunting, it, um, best of luck to each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, I always love to hear those turkey stories. But <clears throat> let's, let's get away from that for a second. Wigan Clay News, what's going on? What is going on in the world? Well, a couple of big events coming up that you need to know about. The NRA convention is coming up in Indianapolis. That's April 26th through the 28th. And then the Ducks Unlimited convention is May 28th to June the 2nd. I'm giving you plenty of lead time on this one because it's in Waikoloa, Hawaii. And, uh, you know, that's going to be quite an experience for those who, who make it to that uh, that convention this year. <clears throat> what about some shooting events? Well, you know, the, uh, the ACUI, which is the Collegiate Clay Target Organization, they just had their national championship, and a little almost unknown college won this this year, Shriner University. I think they're, uh, they're in, uh, somewhere in Texas, around Austin, somewhere like that, uh, and they unseated Lindenwood. Now, Lindenwood is a, is a little college uh, over in Missouri, around St. Louis. And it's been like 13, 14, 15 years in a row that Lindenwood has won the Collegiate National Championship. And uh, the guys from Shriner actually knocked them out this year. And one thing of, of note, 21% of the competitors in that event were were ladies, were female. And they won 27% of the medals. So uh, congratulations to all of the winners. And uh Boy, congratulations to Shriner University from Texas. That's, uh, uh, that's quite a feat. Uh, what's going on in the registered world? Well, uh, skeet shooting, uh, you can check them out at mynssa.com. Uh, Zone 7 Skeet Championships coming up in Tucson at the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club. And, you know, they have a lot of big shoots out in Arizona. Uh, April 26, 28, uh, you know, Zone 7 is all of the western states from from uh, uh, Colorado uh, west, all of those states on the west, including Alaska and Hawaii. Um, in the, uh, uh, and, and then don't forget, Far City Gun Club, my club here locally, the Kriegoff Masters, that's coming up May 2nd through the 5th. That's always a big shoot. There'll be over 500 shooters at that, uh, shooting four different guns and gauges. Uh, sporting clays, well, coming up um, right now, as we speak, uh, the Browning Briley shoot is going on the 20th annual of that particular event. It's out at the Greater Houston Gun Club. Uh, the Florida State shoot is also going on. Uh, uh, this week, it's at the OK Corral Gun Club down in Okeechobee, and uh, the Western Regional, also in Tucson at a different club, uh, Coyote Springs, and that's always a big shoot for those folks out in the far west. 
And then finally, uh, the big seafood blast in the Beretta Cup uh, at M&M Hunting Preserve over up in New Jersey, 11th through the 14th of April. That's always a, a really big shoot, and it'll be it'll be big this year because uh, M&M is also hosting the U.S. Open Championship, so I know a lot of guys want to get a heads up there. Uh, and finally, um, the, uh, the trap shooters. Uh, www.shootata.com for information on events. The Southwestern Grand is going on in, uh, at the National Gun Club in San Antonio right now as we speak through the weekend, uh, through Sunday. And the, the U.S. Open World, let's see, the U.S. Open is coming up May 29 to June 2nd. And uh, that's going to be held at the World Shooting and Recreational Complex up in Sparta, Illinois, where the Grand American is held. So uh, those are some great events that are going to be coming up. And, uh, you know, every one of them is going to be attended by a lot of people. So that's uh, that's about where we are. And now I am. Um, <clears throat> I'm about ready to introduce my guest. I am. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about about Bill before before I welcome him to the show, um, you know, Bill is, a, you know, years and years and years ago, and I'm sure it's a, a distant memory now, other than the fact that I'm sure he remembers how to do it. I think Vic was, uh, Bill was a, was a bricklayer of all things. And the first time I ever met Bill McGuire, he came to a shoot down in Georgia and, uh, and he, he drove up in a, in what looked like a bricklayer's pickup truck. And he took a, Took a little old bag and and a camouflage uh, Browning automatic shotgun out, and um, nobody paid much attention until the end of the day, and everybody paid a lot of attention because this guy just pretty much wore everybody out. Uh, you know, Bill. I talked to him a little while ago. He's been fishing, and I'm telling you, if there's anything that Bill would rather do than shoot, it's probably fish. Uh, he's actually the son of the son of a minister. And uh, just an all-around wonderful guy, and I would like to welcome my good friend Bill McGuire to Wing and Clay Nation. Bill, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Marty. How are you? I am doing marvelously well. Now you told me you're out fishing today, and it was windy. Did you catch any fish? Yes, I caught about five. Uh, not real good ones, but just kind of checking things out for a tournament Saturday. I'm going to fish a tournament here at home mm -hmm. Saturday. Now, would I, would I be corrected what I said earlier, that if there's anything that you like to do as much, if not more, than shoot, it's fish? Absolutely. Unless it's, unless it's duck hunting with Marty. Now, that's awful <laughs> fun, too. <laughs> well, well I, I, you know, I, uh, I, do, I do remember that, uh, that one really, really good shoot we had in the flooded timber over uh, outside of Stuttgart, Arkansas, a few years ago. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. That, you, know, me, you, me, Bruce. Um, uh, the gentleman that that owned the that was one of the owners of the place, Tommy Browning, and and we worked on them pretty good that morning. We did, yes, that was that, that was fun. I'll never forget that. Well, I won't either. And then and then the other thing we did, and a, and a lot of folks, you know, might not know this. We we went and shot some crows with you with uh, Mr. Charlie Boswell, who owns owns Comp and Choke, who a lot of folks have heard about, and uh, I, that was a lot of fun too. You know, shooting crows is. Uh, it's a lot more difficult than most people think. A crow is a pretty savvy bird. It is very savvy. Yes. It sure and, is. Well, and not only that, you've actually got to, um, 
you've got to you've got to put some lead in them. I mean, they can they can pack it pretty good. Now, you know, before we get it, before we get into all of the the nuts and bolts and teeth of all of this, we we got about a minute for the break, and we're going to do that afterwards. I went I I went and shot uh, some clays with this guy. We we were at the uh, at the the uh, introduction of the new Blosser F-16 shotgun. Uh, Bill shoots for for Blosser, and and uh, and now I'm on that team. Uh, you know, with the with the F-16, and and we were out at Joshua Creek, and you know, I I think I shot about as bad as I've ever shot on a clay course, and uh, and they handed Bill one of these guns. He shoots a really high rib gun. And the F-16 is a little flat rear, the flat rib gun. And the next thing I know, Bill shoots for 99. Well, guess what happened? The one target that he missed, and Bill, you could, you'll remember this. You turned around and looked at me and said, you know, Marty, this is the kind of target that gives me trouble. And darn if you didn't whiff the first one. Talk yourself right into it. So look, I'll tell you what, we, <clears throat> we're going to talk about all of those things here. But let me let me take a break real quick. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be back with Bill McGuire for the rest of the show. And I promise you we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of shooting and all sorts of things. Stay tuned. Wing and Clay Nation will be right back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are 
are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And I'm here with my good buddy, Bill McGuire. And hey, folks, uh, if, if you're like me, I, you know, I'm an old guy. Uh, you know, a computer to me is is like a glorified typewriter. But, you know, with all of this social media and everything, and we've got that for this show. So by all means, come check us out. Come up, check out the website, wingandclayradio.com. That'll give you an opportunity to to to. Uh, go into a whole bunch of things, get some information, you know, go to our YouTube channel, uh, go in there and, um, and, uh, and look at, listen to old shows and things like that. I mean, all of those things are there. Uh, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash wing and clay radio. By all means, please go give us a like and, and come on and participate. Now, I've got Bill McGuire on with me today, Bill, and you know we, you know, I kind of did a little short introduction, and, and believe me, it was very short, and that was intentional. Um, but I um, I know a good bit about Bill, but I don't think this entire listening audience does. So, you know, in in, in a minute or two, let's talk about Bill McGuire. And I know you don't like to do that very much, but talk to us a little bit, and and by all means, include how did you get into shooting and 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 all of that. Okay. Well, I was blessed uh, and very fortunate that Dad, he liked to hunt a lot. And, uh, you know, growing up, uh, I, I got to hunt a lot with my dad and uh, uh, never shot any clay targets when I was younger. You know, never broke a clay target till I was about 34. And uh, but uh, and it wasn't like you, some people say, you know, boy, Dad would give you two or three shotgun shells and you know, you better bring back two or three rabbits or whatever. It wasn't that way. We hunted and uh, and uh, uh, every weekend that we could, every Saturday, and and uh, had a had a good dad and still got mom. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. was very blessed that uh, he he took me out and hunted every chance we got. And uh, but we didn't waste any shells. You know, that's what dad always called because uh, uh, I'd ask him when I was younger about uh, shooting a clay target and he said no he said we don't waste no shells on clay I won't say you've wasted any you've, you've actually gotten the goody out of them because the one, every, pretty much every time you shoot you shoot a shell now it breaks the clay or, or gets a bird but um, but how, Bill I mean How'd you get into clay shooting? I mean, I I, I saw on your website you you know just got an invite, and that's how a lot of people get to go. I mean, they get an invite from somebody, and you go to it, and you fall in love with it. Yeah, yeah, that same thing happened to me. I was uh, bricking a house uh, one afternoon, and the tool carpenters was working on the inside, and uh, they started talking about shooting clay targets, and kind of challenged a couple of us bricklayers out there, and we said, well, we'd never done it, and. Uh, so we met one evening that week uh, at Smoky Mountain, a little gun club not far from the house. And um, I did it one time. You know, and, and you, do know I design, hey, you do know I designed that place. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> that was years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little club. still there. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Yep. Yep, but that's where I broke my first clay target. Now, did 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 it come easy? Bill, I mean, did you know, because, you know, that, I mean, that yeah. place, as, as I remember, um, uh, you know, they, they, 
they had we, we had trees and we had bushes and the targets were going in and out of things and stuff like that. So, but uh, you know, you'd shot enough in your life. I mean, it was something that that you took to pretty pretty comfortably. Yes, I did. You know, and I think the like I said, I always tell her I thank the good Lord for that. He's always uh, been a, a blessing to me and and uh, has helped me throughout my career. I think think things through uh, uh, well and and uh, it's made sense to me. Uh, you know, and and how I went about doing uh, the the clay target shooting and uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, you know, you you got to work at it and shoot, but. Uh, it's uh, I've been very blessed. Uh, I really mm-hmm. have in my in my career. Well, I, I remember, I remember early in your career, you 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 kind of got hooked up with another buddy of ours, John Kruger. You know, Mister Sporting Clays, and you know that mm-hmm. that wasn't a bad guy to hang around. Well, it could have no, been in some uh, instances, but from a shooting standpoint, yeah. he was a pretty good guy to <laughs> hang around and shoot with. Yeah, well, that's what I tell everybody. I said, uh, they said, Bill, how do you get good so quick? I said, I got tired of getting beat every weekend I went when I traveled with him. (laughs) (laughs) The bad thing is a lot of times it's your traveling partner, and that that made things awfully tough. But, you know, you've had had such remarkable success. And I think, uh, you know, a a lot of folks, you know, it's hard to to imagine, you know, you won the national championship twice, um, and that's hard to do. You know, it's it's hard. Let's face it, it's it's hard to even get close to winning at once. But it's really, really hard to 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 be able to repeat and do it again. And you know, and you you won the won the national fit task, and you know that's those games are while they're similar, they're very different. Uh, and then you then you you won some things, um, you know, in different parts of the world. And um, tell me what what. What shoots did you really enjoy? I know you. I know you went to Dubai. I know you've gone to uh, lots of places in Europe. Um, you know, many of our listeners have never done any of that. So, uh, talk a little bit about that. That's that's quite a different experience. It, it is. It is, and and probably the the, the neatest thing I tell everybody that uh, comes with that experience. And and like I said, without my sponsors, you know, Blazer and you mentioned Charlie Confinchoke and. Uh, all the people that supported me is really, you know, Team USA has really helped me travel and do those kind of things. But probably the, you know, no me wrong, the shooting, oh, I love it. You know, getting to see the different countries. and But probably what the, the neatest thing about it all was the friendships that you make all over the world through our shooting. And uh, uh, as far as, uh, you know, each place you go is, is unique in its own way, you know, and that's uh, that's been a, Really, really neat. You know, I've really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Now, Dubai, as far as vegetation, there wasn't any. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's all sad. It was all sad. <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, now, let, let's let's talk about that for a second. You know, because, and, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ship here a little bit. That's probably one of the reasons that, that Gavin Miles shoots so well. You know, he lives out in the desert. You know, there's uh-huh. not a lot of reference points, and when when you right. when you go shooting that stuff, it's really difficult to to truly determine how far a target is just throwing it out across that sand. Well, it is, yeah, it is. You just had to try to use you know towers, or if they had flags uh, around, you know, anything you could use to you know you you really watched where it come from and where it 
landed if you could see that far <laughs> right yeah yeah well you know, and, and, and there's another thing i mean obviously i i you know i didn't go over there and participate in that event but um you know how, how were the targets i mean because that's you know that's something totally different from from what we do here in the states right. uh you know a guy right. you know a guy put up like what a million bucks or something like that i mean some unbelievable amount yeah. of money you know those sheiks have yeah. got it um, so, I mean, yeah. how were the targets in that event? Were they over the moon or just uh, something that you they, could deal with? They, they really was. They were, uh, you know, it, just taking everything you've ever shot in, in my career anyway. They were the most difficult targets I've ever shot anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, I think in combination with it being so just sand uh, made it uh, more difficult to judge distance. Uh, um, it was just a you know a combination of, of things, uh, but they threw a lot of lot of forty, fifty, sixty yard stuff with international springs and uh, just some just monster leads on a lot of that stuff over there. And uh, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you 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 know, you're putting a semi truck out in front of those things, and you know, and a lot of folks have no idea. You know, you and I both are instructors, and what and, and I, you know, when I I deal with somebody and try to get them to believe a lead, and they, they can't believe it. I mean, you just have to implore, you know double it or triple it or whatever and and when it breaks it they look at you like oh my gosh and <clears throat> i can just imagine you know anything over there with an international spring that's 50 or 60 yards it just it's just got to be remarkably difficult yes it was it was but a lot of fun a lot of fun mm-hmm. it really was um, well and, and you know and it, here's the thing everybody had to shoot them that's right Yep. You know, that's a, that's that's the real thing and stuff like that. And, you know, if everybody everybody gets a chance to say pull and shoot at the same thing and and it's just a matter of, of being able to pull it together. So now uh, how's the food over there? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, was it something that, you know, food typical for what you eat here at home? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had uh, the sheik, you know, you talk about them you know, and they do. They had a ton of money and uh, for every country that was there participating. And if I remember right, there was 24 or five, 26 different countries. He had a section set up and had every nationality's food, uh, for, for everybody. So you could eat anything you wanted, you know, of, of, of any of those, but he had American food. He had Russian, he had, you know, the whole, anybody that was there, he had it set up. So you had your own food there if you wanted it. Now that's actually that's actually pretty cool. I, uh, you know, I was wondering about that because you know I've traveled all over the world, and most of the time, you know, when I go to these you know, doing hunting, you know, my my wing shooting trips, you're pretty much at the mercy of of, uh, of what they serve in that country, and uh, <clears throat> I know a lot of times my my old uh, uh, partner and, and cameraman Richard Scott, you know, he his um, his culinary uh, talents for you know, fall about uh, uh, hamburgers and French fries, and if it gets much beyond that, uh, you know he's he's a no no. <clears throat> we were in um, we were in Hungary, and uh, no, I'm not Hungary. We're in excuse me, in Spain. We were in Spain, um, and they had this big seven course meal, and 
uh, we had some sorbet to start with. And the second deal we had, uh, they had it in Hungarian, but they interpreted in English underneath it, and it said sheep brain fritters. And when Richard mm. saw that, when Richard saw that, he, <laughs> I told him, I said, ketchup will fix anything, buddy. You know, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. He yelled out. He yelled out of the table, and about twenty people sitting there yelling. His partner, his, his dad, Bruce. You know, my, my old TV partner, right. Bruce Scott. And he said, "Bruce, don't eat the sheep brains." <laughs> yeah. It was it was wild and crazy. But uh, hey, um, Bill, we're up on another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some shooting instruction. We're going to talk about your shooting schools. Uh, things of that nature. And then, then before the end of the show, we're going to answer some questions that some listeners have sent in. And um, we've got a lot to go. So, folks, stay tuned. Winnie Clay Nation will be back after these messages. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And here I am with uh, <clears throat> with Bill McGuire. And boy, we, we've been talking about some really cool things. But hey, before I go back to Bill, real quick, this segment of the show is brought to you by my good friends over at ESP, Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, as I'm talking with Bill, I can't help but imagine how many shells have have Bill and, and all of these people that do that shoot a lot, how many have they heard in their lifetime? I mean, a squad of shooters is going to shoot, you know, you're going to hear five or 600 shots, you know, fired in, you know, in a round. 
and uh, you got shooting going on all around you. And, and uh, you know, I've been there, done that. And, um, you know, before I started protecting my ears properly, I had I had ringing and I'm I'm sure Bill did. And anybody, anybody that anybody that shot a lot is going to is going to have a little bit of that. So, so I did I did the right thing for my ears. I, you know, I got some some ESPs from my good buddy, Jack Homer. And uh, Jack's been around a long, long time, and now anything over 90 decibels is, is a muted sound. And but I can still carry on a conversation, and even turn them up a little bit if I want to. If I want to hear a turkey gobble a long way off, so uh, be sure to check them out. ESPAmerica.com. They are uh, it's a great, great product, and uh, you'll thank me for it, and it will save your hearing. Now let me get back to Bill. Now Bill, <clears throat> we were talking a little bit about that shoot in Dubai. And uh, during the break, you mentioned to me some things that were eye-opening. You know, for instance, for instance, when you got there, they, you couldn't get your gun. I mean, well, no. Tell me, tell, tell me, tell me about the logistics of this thing. Yeah, when you got there, they uh, they took your gun from the airport and took it to the grounds and put it in a locker, and you never got to see your gun. Never, never had it with you. Uh, you would they'd give you a token. And uh, if you got there, we got there on Sunday. And Monday, we just rested. There's a 17-hour flight over there. And then Tuesday, everybody got a 50-bird practice. And that was it. Your gun went back in the locker. And uh, you never got to touch it till Thursday again. And then everybody had to shoot their ammo. Uh, it was, it was uh, at every station. And uh, so everybody was... On a level playing field with ammo, you know, if uh, everybody shot the same thing, but you got one 50 bird practice for an hour and uh, on Tuesday, and then uh, you never saw your gun again until the tournament started. Wow, I mean that is, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty amazing, yeah. Because <clears throat> you know if you go out to the nationals or go to the U.S. Open or really, I mean, you literally go to any shoot. I mean, you know, the first thing a guy wants to he's got to he's got to have his hand on his gun. I mean, you know, that's a that's an important thing. But you know, when you're uh, you know when you're in a you know, you know when you're not in Kansas anymore, you're playing by a different set of rules, and uh, you know, and and you adjust to it, and and. You know, and it and it and it works out. Now, <clears throat> you know, you 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 got into the shooting business full time. Kind of got away from got away from laying bricks. I'm sure that I'm sure that there's there's uh, you know uh, no shame in that. I'm I'm sure you're you're glad that you're pulling a trigger now and and uh, not slapping slapping concrete on something. But uh, <clears throat> so you 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 got into shooting full time. Um, I know that you are a very sought-after shooting instructor, and, and a lot of that has to do with, with your communication skills and, 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 of course, your shooting ability. But, um, you know, tell me a little bit about your shooting school. It's called it's HOA Shooting School. And that, you know, yeah. and for folks that don't know, that's high overall, and this man has seen a bunch of those. So tell me a little, a little bit about your school and uh, and where you do it and, and, uh, and how people can – can access uh, spending time with you? Yes, well, right now, mainly, uh, you know, I travel. I just travel and, and uh, teach all over the country, and, and I'll continue to do that. And I've got a friend here, and I think you know him, Marty, uh, Kenny Campbell, uh, mm -hmm. that we've got a private club here in Tennessee, and he's finishing up uh, the, the big house that uh, we're going to use for uh, the shooting school. We've got a clubhouse mm -hmm. here, and then uh, 
we're going to start doing four or five big clinics here a year and uh, bring in chefs and, and so people can come and stay and don't have to leave and uh, just do uh, do it upright, you know, right here in Tennessee. But uh, for right now, you know, I'm traveling, doing a lot. I, I just finished up about a month in Florida. I just got home Monday, and uh, but but I travel all over the country and teach and uh, uh, enjoy that. I really do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and you know, so uh, if you will, tell tell me a little bit about. Well, no, let's let's revert. Have you got you've got your own line school? You st- you still got that going? Uh, yes, yes. Because I know, you yep. know, a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people just can't go find Bill as much as they would like to. You know, that's not always right. possible. But, uh, you know, I know, you, I know that you did a a, a video with <clears throat> with uh, with Bruce and Richard at Sunrise Productions some time ago. But tell me a little bit, right. a little about your online school. That's uh, that. I think a lot of folks would like to hear about that. Well, I don't know a whole lot about it myself. <laughs> I tell everybody I said I'm, I'm pretty much just a hillbilly. Uh, I just got the web page all finished up, and uh, uh, we're just still doing a few things to it. I, I know, you know, to, to be honest with you, and I hate to say it, I haven't even looked at my web page yet. Uh, you know what, Bill? Hey, I, I want you to know I have looked at it, and it's quite good. And hey, folks, www.shotgunsportsinc, shotgunsportsinc.com. That's Bill's new website. And uh, at some point, when he slows down and he's not shooting or fishing, maybe he's going to get a chance to look at it. So <laughs> I hope yeah. that you will. <laughs> so uh, real, real quick, Bill, let's let's do this. T- talk to me a little bit about about your teaching style. I think, I think folks would, would, would like to, would like to know. I mean, another, so I've got some questions that some people threw in. We'll get to those here in just a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. uh, talk, talk about your, your shooting school, your, your teaching style and, and, uh, and how you work with people. Sure. Sure. And I always tell everybody that comes uh, a new, a new student, obviously, you know, you're working from, you know, from the ground up, but I get a lot of experienced shooters, intermediate shooters, you know, all that that, that come to me, and I always let them know uh, right up front, I'm never going to take anything away from them that they're doing, as long as it's, and I tell them, as long as it's not out in left field getting them in trouble, Right. and uh, I really, really work hard on fundamentals, and, you know, you get a lot of people talking about, they'll want to come and take a lesson for two or three hours and work on nothing but mental game. And uh, to me, uh, I always tell them, look at that word fundamental. You know, where's mental in that? Let's mm-hmm. make sure we've got the fundamentals down, I mean, to where it's just second nature. And, and then that makes uh, the the mental side of it really start coming around. You know, and I felt, I've always felt like if we can get them fundamentally super sound, uh, that's that's our foundation. And and then we can start building confidence, and because you know you get a lot of questions, I think, about mental, when it comes to shooting, and I think there's so many different aspects to that. Uh, you know, one experience. You know, and and the more you shoot, the more you put yourself in situations, you learn how to deal with that. You know, it's just there's so many aspects to the mental side of things when it comes to that shooting uh, part of it. The, uh, so I really, really like to focus on fundamentals and, and, and giving yourself a good foundation to build confidence and mental stability off of. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really, really crucial. 
Well, and, and and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I as as an instructor myself, you know, the first just like you, the first thing I want to do is make sure that the student has the the basics in place because you know when things start to fall apart, always go back to the basics because that's that's, that's typically where you're going to find your problem. That's exactly right. Exactly right. You know, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll uh, they'll ask me about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm big on setup line, getting that gun set up right on on target line to begin with, and uh, I've, I've been questioned about that, and, and I've always felt this way. You know, it's just another aspect of setup, getting getting very good in our setup. If you know, not just hold point in and out, but up and down. You know, getting that gun started in the right place, and I always tell them, you know, uh, when they ask me why do I focus so hard on line a lot of times i say well if you're not setting up online i can just about guarantee you you're not paying attention to anything that you're setting up on under the line either so i think you know that that good vision first and setting yourself up as good as you can uh, on that target line is really really beneficial to us and it really fine tunes our setup and our fundamentals well i I agree with that wholeheartedly i you know i mean I, i tell people when i'm teaching you know there are four places to miss, over, under, front, and back. And if That's you right. take care of the if you take care of the over under with how you set your gun to come into the target line, all you've got to be concerned with at that point is getting the right forward allowance on the target and you're going to be very successful. That's exactly right. Exactly right. You know, I tell everybody so I'm not gonna say we can't miss high or low, but we've we've eliminated 98 percent of that variable you know by getting set up right mm-hmm. and uh yeah, but yeah that's exactly what i tell them marty i said once you've done that i said we're not missing high and low anymore very often it's just in and out we got to fix with that target and that lead you know and the, and the crazy thing bill i see more shooters that miss high and low than front and back them and invariably i mean you know like i say there's four places to miss and if in all you got to do is be be wrong in one of them, and you're in trouble. Yeah, that's exactly right. And most of the time, you know, when you watch people, I, I'm going to say more times than not, miss high. And it's because their setup's low, you know, and, and, and the first move they make when their brain and their eyes see that target come out is trying to get back up to that target line. And uh, well, if your timing's not perfect when you intersect that line and you ain't got your lead right, you're, 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 you know, I always tell them, I said, when I said, I'm not saying we can't break birds coming from underneath, but to me, the way I've always felt my whole career, by doing that, I've turned that more into a timing shot than a feel shot. You know, when I intersect that line, I've, crea- I've, I've, I've created one place to break that target when I intersect uh-huh. that line. And that's a and, and that's uh, a big part of the plan too. The pre shot, you know, you determine here's yeah. where I want to break it, and all I want to do, I want to get the gun in position to break it there, every time. That's exactly. Yep. All right. Well, look, we're coming up on our last break, and then we, when we come back, we're going to get into some listener questions, Bill, and and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of teeth in this last little segment, and uh, we've already had a lot of teeth, and I really appreciate it, buddy. Um, Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bill McGuire on Winging Clay Nation after these messages. (laughs) 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com racers and rental cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry join hosts cameron foray and don o'neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day it's about the business as well as the fun we've got the scoop the guests the discussion and the wtf moments all you need to do is bring your ears racers and rental cars heard every saturday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. WingandClayRadio at gmail.com That's WingandClayRadio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. I'm here with Bill McGuire. We've got one one final segment to go, Bill. And uh, folks, hey, by all means, uh, send me emails, questions, comments about the show, anything. But please, go check out our website, wigandclayradio.com. You'll find some really interesting things there, and uh, that'll let you connect to all of our social media and all of that, and we'd sure love for you to do that. Now, Bill, we were talking in our last segment a little bit about uh, how, how to get people focused and online and basic fundamentals and things like that. The one thing we didn't talk about, and everybody everybody wants to know this, how does Bill McGuire perceive a lead picture? What what style do you do you call yourself shooting, or what style do you shoot that allows you to do what you do? Yeah, if if people you know say ask me about lead, how I see lead, and I've always seen it this way. I see it at the target. You know, if I'm and I just relate this to Brickland. You know, if I said that bird takes four foot of lead to me, and I could freeze that bird out there in the air and go out there and get on a step ladder and stick a four foot level on that target. I'm four foot out in front of that bird. You know, that's how I see it. I know some people who get at the barrel, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've always kindly seen it at the, at the bird. And, uh, but, uh, you know, as far, and then I get that question a lot too. They'll say, Bill, what style, what method do you like to shoot? And I say, well, if I could pick one today, I like to control uh, a bird. I like to, to stay out front as much as I can. 
but I tell everybody this sport has evolved just like any other sport. It, it's got better. The, the The machines are more versatile. The target setters have got smarter. The shooters are smarter. The guns are better. The ammo's better. I mean, it just really got good. So we've got to be very versatile, you know, and I, I try to really get my point across to folks not to worry about what style they think they're shooting. Let that target dictate what we got to do to it and, and just be comfortable with that. Because of, like I said, with the, the, the mix of pairs that we're getting sometimes in some of these tournaments. And, and like I said, everything just got so much better. You got to be able to sweep a target. If you make a mistake, pull away from one or, you know, it's just, you, you just got to be very, very, very versatile today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, the one thing I know, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, you'll never play this game at any high level chasing targets. So, you know, you've got no. you've got to get you've got to get the gun to the bird and in front of the bird on, on almost every instance in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, exactly you know, that, that's right. that's great, great advice, Bill. Now, like I said, I had some <clears throat> I had some folks over at Shotgun World which is a website that I play on. I've actually got my own personal forum on Shotgun World. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll find a Marty Fisher forum. Um, but I asked these guys, you know, give me some give me some questions for Bill. So, Bill, I'm going to I'm going to go through these as quick as we can till we till we run out of time. Um, okay. First question. Make them, uh, make, make I'll make them quick. Now. I've been out of, I've, I've, I've been I, out of school I, a while. I, I understand. <laughs> All right. I know Bill shoots a ported gun. A lot of people think that's not any good. It doesn't change the recoil. They're hard to clean. It's too loud. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, Bill, talk to me. You know, what about what about porting a gun? Does it change the recoil of the muzzle jump in your mind? Absolutely, I think so. You know, I've I've been with Charlie for twenty years, comp and choke. I've shot the ported chokes and Charlie's porting. I can't speak for anybody else's porting. Uh, I've only shot Charlie's and. Uh, anybody that shoots my gun picks it up and they'll say, that's unbelievable. There is zero muzzle jump. And Charlie's porting, you can tell by when you clean the gun. Sure, I'll agree. They're, it's a little dirtier. But uh, the porting marks, the, the powder marks on my barrel are straight up out of both barrels. And uh, I honestly feel like when I touch that first shot off, that porting almost pushes my muzzle out of the way. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my. I wouldn't have a gun without it. You know. Well, and and you know, and and that's what it's supposed to do. And uh, and like I said, Mr. Charlie's been around a long time, been very successful, and and uh, you know his stuff is really, really, really good. Okay. Yes. Next question. Uh, crawling the stock. Everybody said crawling the stock was a bad thing, but now you see a lot of the a lot of the top guys like you, Bill, you know, got their face just right up in the right up in the back of the lever on the gun. Uh, what's your thought on that? Um, you know, I, I don't think I'm up uh, up on the gun as much as some. You know, we've got some, you know, fantastic one of my teammates, Corey Cruz, uh, uh-huh. another a good friend of mine, Anthony Matteris. Uh They really get up you know, on the gun and get down in the gun and crawl up on it. And, um, I think it's just, you know, uh, uh how they started and, and how I started, you know, um, I think it's just preference a little bit. Um, if it, if it suits you and works, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I get up on the gun as much as Corey or Anthony, but it works well for them. 
you know. And, and it does, and, and I will tell you that, uh, you know, if you look at most of your skeet shooters, tend to crawl up on that gun. You know, that's a, that's yeah. something that those guys do. In sporting, obviously, we're, you know, we've got a lot of gun motion and things like that. And uh, and, and like you say, and of course, Corey and, and Anthony, have, they've had great success. But, it, you know, it yeah. doesn't work for everybody. But uh, and like you say, and I don't think you crawl on it either. I've seen you shoot, and, and I can tell you that you don't. Okay, here's another one. And this is, this is about mounting the gun. You know, um, since we went to the free gun mount rule, you know, you can pre-mount the gun if you want to. You can take it off the shoulder if you want to. Obviously, if you're shooting fit task, you've got to come off the shoulder. <clears throat> but I know, Bill, yeah. you, you tend to hold the gun, you know, fairly high. But when it comes time for fit task, you can take it off and, and not have any ill effects. Now, a lot of that probably has to do with your hunting background and all of that. But, um uh, address that a little bit. Do you use do you use the gun off the shoulder in English sporting any? Uh, no, I don't. I, I always, but I'm never locked in the gun. You know, that's where a lot of people misinterpret what I do. The gun's always on my shoulder in sporting. Uh, but even if I'm shooting a, a trap target dead out in front of me, I'm never locked in the gun. Now my my relief off the stock is very small. And I always tell everybody, you know, always remember, you know, that's where a lot of people will get in trouble shooting. Uh, and they'll, they'll feel like maybe their whole point was wrong. The bird run over them or beat them a little bit. And a lot of times that was fine. They'll get out of the gun or off of the stock too far for where they're set up to break the target. And if you're late getting back to the gun, you're late with the shot, you know, out there and you'll feel like that bird's running over you. So, I always, uh, never looked in, but, you know, anything I've got more time, I'll relieve with the shoulder, drop the gun just with the shoulder, and maybe lift the head a touch and get out of the gun a good way. But anything i got to shoot pretty quick, I'm, uh, the gun's still on my shoulder, but I'm never locked in. But I'll, I'll lift just a touch to clear that vision as good as I can. Well, and, you know, the most important part of shooting is your is your eyes. And if you if you, right. if you if you put your face down too low and, and your eyes don't pick up the target, it just costs you about 10 yards and then you're yeah, in yeah. trouble. All right. We've got yeah. uh, we're about to run out of time here. One, uh, how do people practice real quick? Give me 30 seconds. for pra How do you practice? Uh, you got to go out and work on something. You know, most people want to just go out and shoot. Uh, what I do when I go practice, I want to work on great setup, working on what I teach, and uh, timing. You know, work on that timing, that, that face back into the gun uh, in, in uh, coordination to where you're set up. You know, just make sure all of that stuff's clicking and, and make it mean something when you go out and shoot. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, Bill, we've got <clears throat> just very short um, – your website, www.shotgunsportsinc.com. Uh, <clears throat> that'll get you in touch with Bill. And, uh, Bill, my friend, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, you've been great, buddy. And uh, this is a lot of great information. And guess what? We're going to do that. We're going to go turkey hunting, and we're going to go fishing together. I can promise you that. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, Bill. We've, we've got to go. We're up on a break www.shotgunsportsinc.com. Thank you, Bill McGuire. Folks, we'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting. We'll be right back.